Good morning, everybody. Finally, grab your cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening you know, out in the stars above. It was weird this morning. I turned Zoom on and it clammed up. Then I went, oh, I have the wrong uh, camera. So I plugged in my camera. It wouldn't pick up my camera. Then it just locked up. Then I went to restart my computer and it wouldn't restart. Oh my Lord. You would think it was almost a Mercury retrograde, but it isn't. Finally, I'm here. Good morning to all of you. And today we are, again, slim pickings as far as the transits are concerned. We really only have a change in the moon that we're going to talk about this morning. And then we're going to finish up our chat about what planets correlate with which Earth signs in the Pleiadian Earth uh, astrology. So let's dig in, shall we? Uh, today, the moon has transitioned into Cancer. It did so late last evening. And there are really only two aspects that the moon will be making today. One is with a, in a sextile to Uranus, and the other is a trine to Venus. Both of those aspects, one a 60 degree triangle or angle, excuse me, and the other a 120 degree angle connote an ease and flow of the energies between those planets. So between the moon and Uranus and between the moon and Venus. Specifically, the moon in and Uranus can point to some ups and downs, particularly with the moon in Cancer, which is fairly moody, right? There's different uh, moods throughout the day going up and down as we go through. Uranus just adds a little bit more trickiness to those ups and downs, uh, being high one minute and low the next. Uh, being shocked one minute and not the next, different things going on today, but also different opportunities. When we have a, a sextile like that to Uranus, we can be suddenly aware of things that we weren't aware of before. For example, maybe uh, things like oh, uh, an idea or an aha or something that comes up that you didn't expect. Now, the trine to Venus is also a good one. Trines are smooth and and their easy flow with the energies of the two signs. So the moon in Cancer and uh, Venus over here in the sign of Scorpio, both water. So they're flowing really easily. Knowing what you want and going for it is what that basically means. With Venus, we're talking about our values, what we desire, where we want to go, who we want to do that with. And uh, in the, with the moon, having the emotional support, the emotional foundation to be able to go in that direction. So knowing what you want is only half of the equation. The other half is getting there, right? Doing the things that you need to do, going for it, so to speak. So let's look a little bit deeper at the moon in Cancer. She's very powerful in Cancer as this is a sign she holds rulership over. When a planet is in a sign it rules, it has more uh, ability to affect change or to affect the energy that it's running during that particular day. With the moon in Cancer, we our thoughts and our energies turn more toward home and family, creating those foundations or roots that really hold us and anchor us into the world. It is also a sign of our following our gut instincts. This is a very instinctual placement for the moon. The moon already re recognizes our gut instincts, right? Or our intuition, sometimes we'll call it that. Uh, so our instinctual nature is ruled by the moon. So in Cancer, then we have a double connection to knowing what's correct for us intuitively in the moment. And those gut instincts hold sway while we're in the with the moon in Cancer. Another condition that 
cancer often finds itself in is around safety and security. It's a sign that, uh, that loves protection, this idea of security and safety and a stable foundation. That might be a stable foundation through financial concerns, through having a home, having the bills paid, having full cupboards, having the family around you, feeling belonging, like you belong to some place or to some you know, family or to some group. So group identification in the sign of cancer comes from feeling like you're part of the family. And in the bigger picture, that is that we are all part of the human family, even though the outside concerns seem to want to keep us separated into different categories and things like that. But ultimately what we discover is that we are all part of the same family cancer has a deep appreciation for that kind of information. And from that then comes the energy of nurturing, the idea of feeding and housing and clothing and taking care of, of the energy of mother, mother nurturing. So taking care of and being taken care of. So taking care of someone, but also being cared for or taken care of with yourself. Um, obviously, emotions, part of the cancer experience. So the emotions of caring, empathy, and compassion, as well as the feeling of being vulnerable, showing your softer side, right? Being able to share from that deeper place of vulnerability, that also uh, brings up intimacy. So our water signs, you'll, you'll see key themes that run through some of the signs, especially when they are related by element. So we have this energy of intimacy in cancer that is that family intimacy, the vulnerability to be able to share your deepest, darkest fears or your, your thoughts or to feel accepted and loved no matter what you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what you're wearing, no matter what you believe in, et cetera, et cetera, right? When we look at intimacy in a sign and another water sign like uh, Scorpio, now we're talking about bonding intimacy, sexual intimacy, the, uh, the deeper intimacy that kind of goes hand in hand with passion. And then if we look at intimacy, a common theme in the water signs through the sign of Pisces, now we're looking at spiritual intimacy, feeling at one with universal love or God or source, or let's just call it spirit, right? Feeling at one with the cosmos, a universal sort of intimacy. So I like to show you guys these things because you'll hear me say things like intimacy is part of the cancer experience, but it's also a part of Scorpio and it's also a part of Pisces just in different ways. So feelings and moods, awareness of our feelings, sensitivity to other people's feelings are all a part of the moon in cancer. Uh, cancer also rules all of the processes that we go through from childhood, through growth, through early training or education, the early childhood conditioning that we receive from our parents, our family of origin. And it also rules new beginnings, but not necessarily the act of beginning something, but the nurturing of a new beginning so that it will eventually bear fruit. And then of course, every sign has its more negative expression. In um, cancer, we have the, the excessive self protection, which comes from not feeling safe and secure, from feeling insecure. In a, as a matter of fact, there's a bit of possessiveness or clinginess that comes here. Like, I don't want to let go because at least while I'm with you, I feel good. 
um, fears of rejection of going out in the world to share of yourself, but being rejected for it, being overly cautious, and also having a lack of definite goals. And in the body, cancer rules the breast and the chest, as well as the stomach itself and any issues that go on with the stomach, in the stomach. All right, let me quick jump over here to YouTube and see how everybody's doing out here this morning. Good morning, JLo and Debbie Tibbetts, Tumiel and Asa. Good morning, Coach Mike. It's good to see you. Gwendolyn Griffin, good to see you. Ursula, good morning. Anna Fulton, grand rising brains and beauty. <laughs> I love that. Uh, nice to see everybody here. I'm glad you all hung out until I was able to get connected here this morning. So let's continue our conversation from yesterday. We were taking a look at each of the earth signs in the Pleiadian earth energy astrology. And we were correlating that with a planet. And we got through, uh, I think we got through remembering yesterday. And so today we'll try to make it, we'll make it through the rest of them today because I have nothing else to share except the daily Pleiadian energy. Uh, we'll do that at the end. So if you are someone with loving energy, loving is the sign in the Mayan calendar that was called, oh, hold on, Lamat. Lamat was the star, the, the main star or what turns out to be the planet Venus. So loving energy holds Venus energy and it reflects the dual nature of Venus in this sign as often people with loving energy can be you know, they, they have this energy of love that exudes out from them, but at times they pick up the conflict through duality, and then they start to resonate with that conflict energy, which then gets, finds a solution, and then again goes back to loving energy. So we go through different processes here in that particular uh, experience. So Venus expresses that duality as well, only she expresses it through her morning phase as the morning star, which she is right now. If you look out early in the morning, you'll see her out in the eastern sky rising ahead of the sun. So she's actually out there. Let's see, the other morning I was up, it was about four o'clock and I saw her out there. So I'm not sure what time she's rising, but she is there. And then she will shift in a January, February to the evening star. And she's a different being altogether as the evening star. With the morning star, she's more of the warrior goddess, right? She takes on the more exuberant, more uh, the, the fitting uh, mate, if you will, to Mars energy, right? Mars as a warrior, but Venus in her feminine warrior self. And in the evening star, she becomes more softer, more nurturing, uh, more caring, more empathic, more compassionate even. And it's not that the day sign isn't that as well. It's just different expressions of Venus energy, duality, but one planet, two sides, right? Expressing the wholeness of who she is through the energy of duality. And isn't that sort of what we do here on earth? right, except that we took duality and we blew it out and we made it something that's divisive and polarized. So we're learning the lessons of how to be whole when we are in duality. That is the lesson through loving energy. 
Now feeling energy, the day of feeling energy is Muluk in the um, Mayan calendar. And of course it's fitting that the moon would be the ruler here because this is all about emotions. This is the nature of moods and feelings and emotional energy. And what does that tell us about who we are and about what uh, direction we need to go in? It's, it's our barometer, right? So with Muluk energy or feeling energy, we have the nature of moods. And the moon, of course, is the perfect match here. Devoting energy was Auk in the Mayan calendar. It represented, was represented by the dog. And the dog here is represented by Mercury. Interesting. I'm not sure that I go with this one, uh, but I have to go with the wisdom of the Pleiadians. It is their system. So the planet Mercury here, which is related to communication and transportation, right? It's a very Gemini sort of energy where we have motion and we have restlessness that needs to be put into action and movement. And devoting energy is sort of like that, putting your energy towards something uh, of a devotional nature, moving in the in toward what it is that you really love. The next day is illuminating. Illuminating energy is also a Venus representation. There's quite a few Venus representations here. Uh, actually, only two. Yeah, there's only two. No? Yep, two. So this is, and actually in astrology, Venus has two faces as well, right? She has the face of Libra and she has the face of Taurus. So here, what we have in illuminating energy is Venus in her very rustic, very earthy and artistic energy, right? Her more um, uh, resourceful, if you will, or her more creative face. And so illuminating energy is resourceful, sensual, and creative itself. So Venus in that phase is a great match for illuminating energy. Choosing energy. Now choosing energy is unique to the planet Earth, at least here right now in this particular time period. It is here on Earth where we are, you, but, but, uh, we are learning to use our free will through choice. So choosing and earth go together well. Earth's free will or choice energy is a great match for what we're learning in choosing. If you have choosing energy, it's always about what do you choose? And every choice is something that you personally are making. In fact, that's true for everyone. But in particular, you are learning about that if you have choosing energy. Exploring energy, no surprise there, Mars as the planet that is connected to that. Mars is passionate and assertive energy, warrior nature, moving forward. Exploring energy wants that forward movement as well. Moving toward like the uh, uncharted waters or the uncharted territories, seeing things that are new, resonating with something that is unexplored. So exploring energy and Mars go together well. Healing energy was Ish in the Mayan calendar. And healing energy, it, this is the only system I've seen that actually holds Chiron as a ruling planet. And healing energy has Chiron as its uh, collaborator or its uh, partner here. And of course, in healing energy, what you are doing is accessing multidimensionality and multiple disciplines 
both alternative methods of healing as well as more traditional me methods of healing, as well as the more uh, familiar uh, modern methods of healing for, for purposes of healing the wounds, getting to the core of the wound that we are all carrying. So healing energy, if you are an Ish or a healer, then Chiron is the planet that rules that sign or that, yeah, that earth energy. Seeing is the next one, and seeing is men in the Mayan calendar. It was a representation of the eagle, so no big surprise here. Jupiter is the planet that rules this one. Remember, seeing energy is all about, you know, uh, elevating your perspective to be able to see both the distance and the bigger picture as well as the micro or the, the details of something. And Jupiter, of course, really is a facilitator for us to see that bigger picture and also has the energy of faith and optimism, trust, right? So seeing people are here to start trusting in the natural abundance of the universe and are always asking questions, a Jupiterian question, if you will, is there a better or more expansive way for me to be in this relationship, to be with my finances, to be with my health, to be with my work, etc., etc. Uh, intuiting energy. Intuiting energy is Saturn and Neptune. So there's sort of a dual uh, rulership here. Saturn, in, in the sign of intuiting, the earth sign, there's often um, a struggle that's going on in directional, like what direction do I go? And the biggest struggle for people who carry intuiting energy is that they seem so different. They feel different. Like somebody just planted them on this planet, but they don't really belong here. So their lessons are all about learning to use their very powerful intuition to move themselves in the right direction. So on one hand, Saturn holds the limitation here that the only way for them to really move forward is to really tap into what is their truth and to have the courage and bravery to live their truth, even if it takes them into different territory from their family of origin or the community that they're in. They're sort of the harbinger of what comes next, if you will. So Neptune, of course, is the natural planet that, that is uh, rules intuition and our connection to spirit. So both Saturn and Neptune become the uh, collaborators here with uh, intuiting energy. The next energy was evolving energy. And evolving energy is all about, uh, it, in the uh, Mayan calendar, it was Kaban. Kaban was the representation of earth or earthquake. So they didn't really think of it as earth as in the planet that we live in. They thought of it as earthquake, the big volatile changes that occur on the face of the planet through volcanoes and earthquakes and you know shakeups and things like that. Um, major storms, etc. So evolving, which, by the way, changed the face of the planet, right? That that evolved the planet in some way, and so the natural collaborator here is Uranus, who is also engaged with those sudden radical shifts or changes uh, that abruptly liberate us from something—an ideal, a belief, a way of being. So evolving people are also aligned with the planet Uranus. Now, self-regulating is one of those signs that I just have a tough time 
really relating to the planet, which they say is Neptune. Uh, to me, self-regulating was likely a very good candidate for having a Pluto collaborator, um, but they say Neptune. So Neptune is what it is. Self-regulating, uh, as far as I can tell, is about dissolving boundaries to be able to merge into wholeness. And when I look at when I look at self-regulating energy, I see the ability of that person or of that day, the energy of that day to go to the heart of something, right? To just dig right into the heart of something, the truth of something, and to, to, to then correct or realign oneself with the cosmic truth. So they're saying Neptune, okay, I get the dissolving part, right? The dissolving the boundaries part, I get that. But I also think there may be a Pluto component here that drags us into that underworld, helping us to see where it is we're out of alignment and then coming back out. So if you're self-regulating, and I know quite a few of you out there were, as we, we did this several weeks ago, where we were looking at your Pleiadian Earth energy sign, um, self-regulating, then you are connected to cosmic truths, and that causes you perhaps to go through many things that you have to dissolve in your own personal belief system in order to move on to the new belief, right? Or to the truth, which is ultimately what you're after. Catalyzing energy. Catalyzing energy is aligned with the planet Eris. Eris deals with our hidden blind spots, right? The places within us that we are uh, holding unconscious fears, where we're fear, our fear is that we're not going to be included, uh, our fear of being uh, somehow separate from the whole. Um, so Eris and catalyzing both deal with those sort of secret fears. Catalyzing energy stimulates that or provokes us to change, right, to let go of the fear. But the fear comes up when something is triggering us and catalyzed um, by change, right, the need for change. And the final sign in lightning energy, which was a how in the, in the Mayan calendar, has a Pluto, <laughs> a Pluto connection. Now for me, I would have put the sun here, but okay, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with Pluto here. Transformational energy that connects Pluto to enlightening energy. Enlightening energy is indeed transformational. It is what I would think of as ascension almost in that it moves us upward. Uh, transforming our um, uh, our fears or what have you into growth and abundance uh, or expansiveness. It was the sign of the kings, right? The kings in the Mayan um, society all were enlightened or were a how. And so Pluto, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about Pluto being here, but we'll sit with that for a while and see what you think. Um, Pluto is the master of the underworld, of course. And he is the one that takes us across the river Styx to, well, he's not the one, but he's the one that is in the realm of Hades, um, taking us into the dark world, the dark underworld, uh, where we can then transform uh, into a new form or a new uh, cycle. So enlightening perhaps as the last sign, the last earth sign, maybe that's where it's connected to Pluto in the transformation to the next new sign of being, which would be the beginning of the earth energy once more, or the next level of the earth energy.
So there you go. We've gone through all of the 20 signs. Now that brings us to today's energy. And today's energy is not seven breathing. Today is over here. Uh, it is eight listening energy. It's a very quiet energy listening. It takes us into the depths. It takes us into the uh, need for us to really see what is revealed to us when we are quiet, when we move into a stance of listening, just waiting for some clarity in some way. The eight is our heart to heart connection. It's one of my favorite numbers of the day signs or of the uh, universal numbers. It's our heart to heart, our spirit to physical, uh, where we're joined at the place of being a mirror to one another, right? A reflection of, of each other and us being a reflection of the spirit or of God or of universal energy of the cosmos as above, so below, as within, so without. And all of that reflective energy bringing us to a common truth here, which is that of love and abundance and connection, heart to heart, right? Heart to heart connection. So I love that energy for the day today. Um, it's probably a good connection to have cancer energy on a day where we're also listening uh, because cancer can be very intuitive energy as well. So what may be revealed to us throughout the day today are things that are coming up from our more intuitive nature or our instinctual nature. All right, so that is it for me. I have nothing else to share this morning. Let me take a good look over here and make sure there aren't questions uh, that we need to answer here. Ursula, uh, are you giving us the gold? I'm not sure. Wise woman wisdom sharing. Wow, say that 10 times fast. Uh, Ursula says 20 signs, right? There are 20 earth signs and there are 13 universal numbers. And if you take 13 and multiply it by the 20 day signs, you'll see there is a 260 day cycle. So we all have a spiritual birthday, uh, 260 days after you were born. So we have uh, like this year, this, this year I end up with uh, a very early in the calendar year spiritual birthday. So I will actually have two birthdays in one year. And that's because we have a calendar of 365 days and we have a 260 day natural cycle of time when you take the 13 days by the 20 days. So it's interesting that there's these changes and movements that are aligned with more natural cycles than our calendar. And of course that was also reflected in the Mayan civilization where they had many calendars, many calendars. The cal they even had a calendar that matched sort of to our Gregorian calendar. It was called the Hob, H-A-A-B calendar. And that calendar was specific to taxing and when to collect taxes and uh, when to uh, bring in crops and things like that. They followed the natural cycle of the sun for that type of daily living. But when they, where they differed from our society is that they had this spiritual calendar 
uh, that was called the Zolkine calendar, which is the one that is represented here with the Pleiadian Earth energy. 13 universal days times 20 Earth signs or day signs is what they were called in the Mayan calendar, which gives us a 260 day natural cycle, which also happens to approximate the gestation period of a human fetus, right, from conception to birth is approximately 260 days. So I love it when we have these, um, these coherences that show up between these different systems to what we know to be true in our human experience to what these more spiritual calendars show us. You know, when we look at our, our regular calendar, it's so mechanical, right? It's just mechanical. It doesn't really hold any spiritual truth. It doesn't hold any real juiciness to it. I mean, sure, I can see circled on my calendar is December 25th. That's Christmas Day. But it doesn't hold the spirit of Christmas Day, right? It doesn't hold the spirit at all. It's just mechanics, right? This is happening on this day, you know, from uh, sunrise till, suns till sunset or sunrise to sunrise. So it's kind of lifeless where these other calendars are more juicy, full of life and have some very deep truths hidden within them that we don't have in our Gregorian calendar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, let me take a look here and see if I missed something. Question, Anna Fulton is asking, is Mars also work energy? If we look at where Mars is in human design, it is about how we work or what we work. If we look at Mars in human design, it has nothing to do with work. Um, it has to do with how you mature and how you grow. And you can see almost the process of Mars at working in a human design chart because there's this immaturity that we begin with, right? With whatever the gate is that our Mars is sitting at. And over the course of our life, as we begin to move from the soul's purpose into our life purpose, we begin to mature all of that that energy. It could be expressed through our work. It could be expressed through how we show up in the world, but it is literally uh, representing that, that spirit of growth and, uh, and, and from immaturity to maturity. But that's a great question, Anna. And uh, Gwendolyn Griffin is new. Can she get her sign? Let's see here, Gwendolyn. What did I do? Oh, there you are. All right, hold on here, Gwendolyn. And what was her birth date? 4387. 43, that's my anniversary. But we got married in 81. I got married before you were even born, Gwendolyn. Isn't that funny? Um, okay, so let's see where you are here. And what did you get me her time of birth, Asa? I need to know. 6:30 a.m. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So we have 1987, April 3rd, you are nine, in the Mayan calendar, you are nine Kimi, C-I-M-I, and in then the calendar, the Pleiadian, you are nine, uh, la 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 la, transcending. So if you weren't here with us yesterday, Gwendolyn, um, transcending energy, has Mars as its ruling or its corrupt collaborative planet because it's an energy that is pioneering and expresses that energy of boldly going, moving forward, right? Boldly going where no man or woman has gone before. So there you go. You are nine transcending. And the number nine, of course, meaning a number of bringing in harmony. 
So the nine was bringing in harmony. Question uh, is, okay, I already answered that one. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, any other questions? Asa, please don't forget to like, I don't even care anymore. Really, I don't care anymore about YouTube. I'm so disgusted with YouTube all of a sudden. Um, I was watching one of my favorite uh, channels yesterday and the result of being someone that has a lot of likes or a lot of shares is that then advertisers, you know, get kind of attached to you. And I'm watching this video on making lentil soup of all things, right? I'm watching a recipe and three different times I got caught up in um, being advertised to on things that have no meaning to me whatsoever. So the recipe in the middle of the recipe, it get breaks for this, you know, advertisement, which I could skip after like, I don't know, four or five seconds. But of course that requires you with dirty hands to... <laughs> Anyway, I was like, I'm disgusted with this. I don't want to subject people that are on my channel to that kind of stuff. So at this point in time, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm cool with it. So if you enjoy the video, go ahead and hit the like button. If not, don't even worry about it because I'm not worried about that anymore. Uh, okay, so that is it for me today. Although, wait a minute, I see somebody else intrepid, somebody guide. Uh, love to find out my kin and Pleiadian magic. I don't know what that means. I am born 18 April 86, so 8.15 a.m., so that's morning. So let's take a look here then, April uh, 18th of 86. 86, April 18th. April 18th is 10 Kib. So Kib was C-I-B, and that's your Mayan sign, 10 the number of manifesting in both the Mayan and the Pleiadian energies. And Kib itself is intuiting energy in the Pleiadian calendar. So you are 10 intuiting. So for you, it's ultra, ultra important that you always remember to keep your thoughts focused on what you want and not on what you don't want. Um, so make sure that uh, if you're, especially if you're setting intentions at like a new moon or something that you keep your thought, your thoughts focused on what you want and not on the, the natural reaction sometimes is to, by contrast, focus on what we don't want, but you must remember to keep focused on what you do want. And intuiting energy, of course, was related to Saturn and Neptune um, because there's a struggle for you with that insecurity or fear of being judged as being too different. And so having to make sure that you focus yourself on what's correct for you, because you're here to be different, right? You're here to be different, intrepid. Uh, okay, Asa, it's, it's all right, Asa. I think it popped up right when I was at the end here. So I just happened to notice it. All right, well, thank you all for joining me this morning and have a great day. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.